Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show minus the songs every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week just one thing to mention i give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show so you'll hear that on this podcast but obviously it's a podcast it's pre-recorded so if you do send in a message about something i'm talking about to the numbers i say i mean i'm not going to read it because it's already happened it's in the past it's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway but here's the worst bit you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. Afternoon. New Joel Corey and I'm an EK to play in a second. Just before I do... I've got a problem. I've run out of really tiny pencils. M and EK, do you know where I might be able to maybe steal some from? Oh, of course. Why didn't I think of that? Thanks, mate. And now, prepare yourselves for two hours of mediocre entertainment that may be mildly entertaining at best from the Antichrist himself. It's comedy bronze at least, or your money back. Brought to you by an award-winning broadcaster. The award being a plastic trophy that's 10 centimeters tall that he got for doing well on a test in year 8. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Avenue B, F2020 on Wizard Radio. Before that, Joel Corey and M&E head and heart, which is great. My name is Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. be reporting that I need to make you aware of before we go any further and that is that the Libertarian Party candidate for president in America has been bitten by a bat and now has to have vaccinations against rabies in case the bat had rabies. Bet you won't hear that on the news will you? No. 
And, you know, I have nothing further to say on the matter, really. I just felt like I needed to make you aware of that before we go any further on today's show. Just something you need to know. Keep it in the back of your mind until 5 o'clock or whenever you go and have something better to do. Just, just keep that in the back of your mind. Everything you hear me say, every single play, just, just be thinking about that Libertarian Party person who got bitten by a rabid bat. I think it's worth, worth thinking about. Anyway, on the show this afternoon... No more rabid bat news, but I do have, I'd say, a fairly random selection of things that I would like to talk to you about before five o'clock. So here's the, the headlines, right? In one, two, three, in six, seven words, in seven words, cake, glamping, masks, vans, funerals, and wild boars, because that's, that's, that's two words, that's why I went from six to seven. What, what a selection of things. All of these are very important and they have to be talked about before five o'clock. So hang about if you if you like any of those things. If you like cake or vans or wild boars, all of that is on the show. Plus music from Pop Smoke and Billie Eilish and Dua Lipa. The new song from her as well. All on the way. So hang about. It'll be fun. I promise. First though, let's do This Week I Learned. week I learned. So I've got three life lessons that I like to pass on. I, I see myself as an imparter of wisdom, you know. I've got this platform. I have to use it to, I guess, its most important use, if that makes any sense. Basically, I just want to help you out. And so I've got three lessons from my life that I can bring to you. Lesson number one. This week, I've learned there is such thing as smoked water. You've heard of smoked salmon or maybe smoked bacon or maybe even smoked paprika. But have you ever heard of smoked water? Because I hadn't. But my my support bubble, because obviously Manchester is in a sort of a local lockdown type thing where I am at the moment. But you're allowed a support bubble. I've got one. And I've chosen my support bubble very well because they have the most incredible selection of food seasoning and flavouring you have ever seen, ever. Like, every spice, spices you've never even heard of, they have it. Sauces, they have so many sauces. I sampled this week some some pickled chilies, and it was very hot, and the next few wees I took after that were very, very painful. But that's, that's kind of besides the point. They also have a bottle of this stuff called smoked water. And it's it's just water that looks very dirty. You would not want to drink it because it's kind of a mucky, like, grey colour. But supposedly it's just water that has somehow been smoked. I don't know how you set fire to water. Don't ask me. And it just adds a sort of, like, a smoky flavour to stuff. Like it's been barbecued. And this is, this kind of amazed me that this is a product you can buy from the shops. It's water, but it looks disgusting, but adds flavour to stuff. Craziness. I don't know where you can get it, but wow. I've also learnt this week a very important lesson that I should have learnt a long time ago. And it's a lesson that um, Baz Luhrmann, in his 1994 hit Sunscreen, taught very well. Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 99, where sunscreen got a bit sunburnt didn't i 
because there was a tiny, tiny amount of sun and I was like, oh, it'll be fine. It's not that sunny. It's quite cloudy. I don't need sun cream. I did need sun cream. My face went even redder than it normally is and it is normally quite red. Even redder. It was quite painful for about two days. It was. I went on a really long walk that day as well. And so all of all of my body ached because it was a really long walk, like hours and hours. And then my face ached too because sunburn, just everything hurt for about 24, 48 hours. It was unpleasant. So listen to Baz Luhrmann off the 90s, wear sunscreen. And finally, this week I've learned, don't forget your mask when you go to the shops. I did that. I need to tell you about it in more detail. We'll do that at 10 past 4 because it is such a weird turn of events that all stemmed from me forgetting my mask that I felt like I needed to share with it with you in more detail. So just don't forget your mask. I'll explain why in an hour's time. Coming up, I need to tell you about a nudist hero. He really has saved us all, done us proud. First though, Pop Smoke, 50 Cent, Roddy Rich. This is the woo. Pop Smoke and 50 Cent and Roddy Rich. That is the woo on Wizard Radio. My name is Alec Feldman with new Billie Eilish coming up. I need to tell you about a hero that we all need but don't deserve right now. And they, they just happen to be a nudist, which makes everything about this story a million times better. I was reading about this, and there are some wonderful pictures. Um, have you ever have you ever had any trouble with wild boars? Because personally, I haven't. Uh, it's not really an animal I've ever come into contact with. But in Berlin, there seem to be quite a lot of them just wandering about the place. You know, quite quite tame, quite used to people, just roaming around, doing their thing, being wild boars. And there's a bit of a problem, apparently. This is according to Derek Erlert, Berlin's Ombudsman for Wild Animals, which is an incredible job title. Um, These these wild boars, they're always stealing stuff. People, you know, gather, they have picnics, they sit down, they bring food, and then the wild boars sniff it out, and they want in on it. And they try and steal people's food, basically. And, you know, it's it's a bit annoying, a bit weird for the people involved. And on this particular occasion, there were some people. They were having a nice picnic by a lake. There was pizza. The boars smelt the pizza. The boars were like, oh yeah, I I would like some pizza. Yes, please. So they tried to steal a box that they thought contained pizza. And this is where it gets a bit weird because the boars clearly, maybe their sense of smell isn't that good. They got it wrong. They made a mistake. They didn't steal pizza. They stole a bag containing a laptop instead. And that laptop belonged to a man. This man was a nudist. I know. Perfectly legal in Berlin. You can just walk around completely in the buff. No clothes, nothing. Birthday suit. And it even has its own word because everything in German has its own word, which I love. It's called Freikorperkultur which means free body culture. And they're all about that. You can walk around Berlin naked as the day you were born. And so these wild boars stole a naked man's laptop. And obviously, you're not going to give up your laptop without a fight. So the naked man got up and chased the wild boars, still naked, I should 
I should add. No clothes, everything hanging loose, swinging about, jiggling, whatever. Chasing these boars. Managed to catch them. He, like, got hold somehow of these boars. Wild boars. Got his laptop back. All whilst completely naked. And my favourite bit about this story <laughs> is the fact that at the end of it, when he's got his laptop back, everybody clapped. Everyone who was watching this unfold was like, oh, bravo, well done, oh, you hero, or whatever the words for that in German are. <laughs> That's just amazing. Everything about that story is amazing. The wild boars, the nudity, the clapping. I need to go to Germany. When all this is over, I need to go to Germany to experience this madness for myself. Maybe I should participate in Freikorper culture because it sounds kind of kind of fun. If everybody claps for you, if you catch some wild boars, what's not to like? Alright, coming up, um, let's talk Zoomerals, which sounds a bit a bit odd, but I'll explain all after Billie Eilish and my future. Billie Eilish, my future. This is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Now let's talk about death. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Um, quite sad, usually. Um, but generally quite unavoidable. And, you know, everybody dies. And when people die, usually there's a funeral. And that's quite a sad occasion. Everybody gathers to say their final goodbyes. It's emotional. But at the same time, I think funerals are one of the greatest sources of comedy ever just because they're so unfunny they're not supposed to be funny so that everything just a little bit out of the ordinary automatically becomes funny just because everything is so solemn you're not supposed to be laughing uh you know every good sitcom worth its salt has done an episode about a funeral at some point because there is just so much potential for funeral related humor and I don't know whether you've you've been to any funerals. If you're lucky, you haven't had to. But I was talking to someone this week who went to a Zoom funeral. And they told me about something so incredible and yet so horrifying. Because obviously, pandemic on, can't go to funerals. If that's something you enjoy doing. Oh, when can we go to funerals again? Um, and so, instead... For anyone outside of like the really immediate, immediate family, if they want to pay their respects, they have to do so via video link up, which is weird. And I feel like it's kind of raised a whole load of new social etiquette questions that haven't been raised before, such as, for example, you know, do you do you leave your camera on for a Zoom funeral? Because, you know, no one wants to see your face. No one wants to look at you. Otherwise, it would just be really weird looking at a load of faces just sat there like... <sighs> Looking, looking sad, looking vacant, you know, could be terrible incidences of people being caught on camera, just, you know, getting distracted, going on their phone, having a cup of tea, eating a sandwich during a funeral. Not really, you know, the respectful vibe that you want to go for. And the story I was told really highlights this, I think, because this funeral, it was taking place, as, as funerals do, you know, everyone's paying their respects you know some people are saying some things about the person's life and then all of a sudden someone else pops up onto the zoom meeting a new person joins a little bit late and obviously everybody else most people have their cameras off 
everybody has their microphones muted. And so these these new people that joined, my friend told me, they didn't have that. Their microphone was on, their camera was on, and as soon as they joined, they proceeded to have a massive argument. Like, huge. Just in front of everybody. Like, the funeral was going on. The only thing anyone could hear up to this point was the funeral taking place. And then these two join, and they start arguing. And one of them goes, oh, quick, quick, turn the camera off, turn the microphone off. The other goes, no, I don't want to turn my camera and microphone off. I want people to see that we're here. He goes, no, why? Why would you want to see people see that you're here? Nobody wants to see that you're here. No one wants to look at us. They don't want to see you. And she's going, no, no, it's my friend. I want them to see that I'm here. And this kind of goes on for what feels like ages, but it's probably only, I don't know, 30 seconds, maybe even less. And then eventually... Um, you know, one of them, the one that wants to mute and stuff wins, they put themselves on mute, um, camera stays on, and the one who'd been, <laughs> who'd been objecting, I think must have realised what had happened and that everyone had heard, and just kind of hides out of frame for the rest of the time, and I mean, man, just horrible for all involved, you know, embarrassing for them, awkward for everybody else, obviously quite upsetting for the person whose, like, funeral, what well, whose funeral it was, you know, the, the family, because it's a distraction, it's disrespectful, but, oh my god, it, it, it was in a weird, kind of sick, dark kind of way, quite, quite funny, because it goes back to what I'm saying, funerals, because they're so solemn, and so sad, and there's just no joy at all, whatsoever, you just kind of have to find things, little things, that maybe ordinarily would just be like, oh, that's funny, but because it's a sad occasion, it just becomes ridiculously funny and people kind of can't stop laughing and so this is this is a, a slightly niche question because i don't know whether this will be something most people have an answer to if you're lucky hopefully it's not because you'll have never had to have gone to a funeral but if if sadly you have had to go to one i'm sure there would have been just something a tiny thing that just completely caught you off guard and you know, took what was a really sad, solemn occasion, just made it quite funny. And so, in keeping with my theory that all good sitcoms have to have a funeral episode, because funny things do happen at funerals, what is the, the funniest thing you've ever seen at a funeral? <laughs> this is such an odd question to ask. And I'm I'm scared that <laughs> it will be about as, as live as a cemetery on the text, just because no one has has experienced this maybe it's just my weird perception of the world but if you are unfortunate enough to have or unlucky i should say unlucky enough to have been at a funeral something funny must have happened because it always does and no one expects it and it's frowned upon to laugh at it but if you've been to a funeral something quite funny has happened now is your chance to share the story because you probably won't get another one ever again uh 07807 183 538 is the text number i had to remind myself and nearly gave out my personal one but it is 07807 183 538 you can email me i am station i'm the whole station station at wizardradio.co.uk or slide into the dms at wizardradio instagram twitter come find us what if you have been to one is the funniest thing you've ever seen at a funeral what a what a weird question well, let's see how this goes. Whilst we do that, how about some Eviary and Dua Lipa? This is Hallucinate on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. And Dua Lipa Hallucinate before that. 
I'm Alec. I was telling you a story just now. This was told to me by a friend of mine. How they were at a Zoom funeral this week. A funeral on Zoom. A Zoomeral, if you will. When a couple joined it quite late whilst the funeral was taking place, proceeded to have a massive argument in front of everyone about whether or not they should turn their camera and microphone off. <clears throat> really loud. Everyone heard it. it. was quite embarrassing, quite awkward, but at the same time, quite funny. And this does confirm my theory that because funerals are so sad, they are just inherently funny. Just because, you know, laughing at a funeral or being at all happy is so frowned upon, it's so, like, taboo that you almost, you want to find stuff to laugh at. And that, I think, was just one of those things that, mildly amusing normally, but because it was such a sad occasion, just a million times funnier, I asked a very specific question, and I fear I might not get much about this. What is the funniest thing you've ever seen at a funeral? And Danielle has sent me a message. Thank God, we've got one. We've got a message. I was really worried about this one. Hi, Danielle. Thank you very much for, for your message. She says, my problem with funerals is that I always find it hard not to laugh when other people are taking things seriously. I mean, yeah, human nature. I'm the worst at school because when a teacher starts shouting at someone for doing something wrong, I just laugh. It's my natural reaction to stuff like that. I've only been to two funerals in my life. I'm sorry for your losses. Uh, both of them, I was just kind of giggling in the corner because looking at the expressions on everyone's face just made me laugh. Maybe it's a sign that I'm a psychopath or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, Danielle, you're just the worst. Honestly, what a, what a horrible person. Everyone, isn't Danielle a horrible person? No, no, no. You're not. You're not. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, it is one of those things. I was sort of thinking the same when my friend was telling me this story. And I was like, how did you not just laugh at, at all the, like, the solemn faces on the camera? And they were like, well, you know, it is kind of funny, but you've got you've to gotta keep it together. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> I feel like in real life I would struggle with that. Because it, it is, it just, it's awkward. You laugh when you're nervous, don't you? They say it's like an awkward response. And there's nothing more awkward, I think, than just looking at a load of people being really, really sad. So I can I can understand that, Daniel, why you would just laugh when you're looking at everyone's face and you sat there, everyone's everyone's sad and you're just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the corner. Mo has been on as well. Two messages. Oh, wow. This is great news. I mean, it's not because it's about funerals. It's very sad that people have attended funerals. Nonetheless, Mo says, when I was younger, my Nana died. I'm sorry. So we had to go to the funeral. For context, she was on the Punjabi side of my family. So the funeral was really large. Loads of people were there. And we were all stood in this hall before she was actually buried. The guy was speaking. I don't really know who he was. And then it was pitch silent. Someone's ringtone went off. That was embarrassing. But what made it even more funny was that his ringtone was a remix of some Punjabi dance song. So all we heard was a phone make the noise of a woman saying... He says they were whispering it. And then really loud Punjabi dance music. I think I nearly peed myself. It was so funny. To be fair, though, loads of people laughed. It was kind of the highlight of the funeral, if that's a thing you could say. Yeah, Mo, I think you can call it the highlight of the funeral. Oh, man, that's that's funny. Was it... it sounds like it was kind of... Like, if it was dance music, it must have been, like, really upbeat, right? Like, strong, strong bass line. Really happy. 
Oh, what a contrast. Yes, yes. I'm a big fan of it. I love a, a weird kind of embarrassing ringtone in general, but that is chef's kiss. Perfect. But obviously, you know, not, not perfect. But funny is what I mean to say. And Isabella has been on as well. Wow, I thought this would tank, but we have multiple stories. I could not be happier. <laughs> I've had your exact situation loads of times before. My friend's exact situation, actually. Not a Zoom funeral, because I've not been to one of those before. But my parents were at a Zoom wedding. And somewhat ironically, another couple were having a huge argument with their camera and microphone on. It got really personal. Swearing was involved. It was a whole mess. I did go to a funeral once, though where the son of the mum who was being buried got up, did a really nice speech, and at the end said, Sorry, sir, to the guy from the funeral home, can I check the casket? This looks too small for my fat mum. And nobody laughed. I actually don't know why I was there. I swear I don't know the family. Isabella, are you just going to random people's funerals? I know there are, there are people that sort of like to crash weddings, and they go to weddings where they don't know anybody. But funerals, really? I'm sure. I'm sure there are more fun activities than that. Yeah. Ooh, that is. Cause that's that's a kind of edgy, slightly risque joke. Bit rude. And you know, especially when it's about a dead person, and the fact that just nobody laughed. It totally flopped. Ah, no, not good. I like like the one about the the argument during a wedding as well. <laughs> That's that's not nice. Do they not know that there's there's a mute button? It's really easy to press it and then nobody will know. You could sort of you could put yourselves on mute, keep the camera on, and then just smile for for keep having the argument whilst you're smiling. So you can be like, I hate you. I wish I'd never married you. You're a you're a nothing. But you know, keep the smiling up so everybody looks like they're having a nice time. Actually, hate each other. Wow. Well, I'm glad that this did not completely flop, um, and we did actually get some quite fun stories out of that. So thank you very much for all the Zoomeral chat. We're getting a lot less profound next. I have shoe news. Once again, I am a pioneer. I'll tell you why. After Cardi B and Megan The Stallion, this is WAP. Wizard Radio, Cardi B, and Megan The Stallion with WAP, which I believe... He stands for something. Don't know what, though. I'm Alec Feldman. Ren for short is coming up. What's going on is coming up before four o'clock. I am a pioneer. You, you know this. You know that I am always ahead of the curve with all the new trends, all the new music, all the new everything, all the new fashion, all the new hairstyles. I am, I'm all over that, obviously. I started cutting my hair myself before it was cool, before everyone started doing it in lockdown. And once again, this keeps happening. What can I say? I am just a trendsetter. I have been ahead of the curve on something. Today, Vans, you know, the shoe company that they make, like, fabric shoes. They've brought out a range of Simpsons-themed shoes. And so they're kind of, you know, they're the base, they're, like, plain white, but they've got loads of cool Simpsons illustrations on. I'm looking at the website now. They're quite nice. They are nice. I do like them. It is the kind of thing I would 100% wear. Because I really like The Simpsons, as discussed last week. I, I think it's very underrated, even though it has been on for like 30 years. Great show. <laughs> Should try it sometime. Six o'clock every night, Channel 4. And they brought out The Stranger Shoes, themed on The Simpsons. I like. Would buy. I'm looking at it now, on the website. We've sorted it. 
by price high to low, which is a I wish I could shop, but obviously can't. Most expensive pair are, or they start at £105. I suspect if you try and customise it, it actually gets a bit more expensive. But, you know, they're not cheap. I've never spent £100 on shoes, ever. I don't think I've ever spent more than maybe 30 or 40 on shoes. You go to Sports Direct. You don't need, you don't need expensive shoes. But what if, what if I want these, these Simpsons-based shoes that Vans are selling? Well, well, my friends, I've already got shoes just like them. Got them much more cheaply, and I've had them for years. Because even though these Vans Simpsons shoes came out today, I've been wearing Simpsons shoes probably since about 2008, 2009. Because for as long as I can remember, I've had Simpsons slippers. And you can get them from like M&S or Primark. And they're really cheap. And it's been my Christmas present basically every year since about 2008. And they're way cheaper than Vans. So what's really happened here is that Vans have seen my style. And they've been like, that guy, he's really cool. We want we want to be like him. He's that kind of person we want wearing our clothes. Well, our shoes. And so they designed some, some fancy Simpsons related shoes. And, you know, sell them for 100 quid plus. And they think that I'm the kind of person that will buy them. But I'm not. Because I've already got Simpson shoes. I've been wearing them for 12 years. They're my slippers. And I got them from Primark. Thank you very much. I'm a trendsetter once again. Coming up, what's going on is on the show. First, though, this is Ren for short. And I love my friends. Wizard Radio. Ren for short. And I love my friends. It's Alec Feldman here. And this is the point in the show where, for the last few weeks, we've played a game called What's Going On? On, on. Every week I say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that properly, and I always forget. One day, one day. The premise of this game is very simple. I'm going to play you a clip. You just have to tell me what the hell is going on in it. Because the clip is generally of kind of chaos unfolding. It doesn't make much sense. In context, probably is still a bit confusing, but... In the context that I have ripped it out of, completely nonsensical. All you have to do is try and guess what is actually happening. You can you can try and guess what, what is happening, or you can try and come up with an elaborate, complicated, but probably incorrect explanation. Whichever you do, I don't mind. Correct guess is very welcome. Absolute nonsense that you've made up that's quite funny. Also welcome. Very much up to you on that one. And I think this is my favourite one yet. I was listening to this clip before and laughing to myself <laughs> at how bizarre this clip is. And so I think we should have our first listen to it right now. This is the clip on what's going on this week. You have to tell me what is actually going on. A kebab, Pete. A kebab. Pete, it smells like a kebab. Pete. The carpet smells like a kebab. Don't a kebab. Don't a kebab, Pete. Kebab. Pete. Kebab. It smells like a kebab. <laughs> I love it. So that, as you just heard, is a man saying kebab. A kebab, Pete. But why? What is he talking about? Who is Pete? Why is why is he talking about kebabs? Any ideas? Please send them to me. 07 807 183 
538. That's the text number. Send me a text right now. You can even save it on your phone so you can text me whenever. Also, on email if you want to get in touch on there, station at wizardradio.co.uk. For what's going on, you just have to tell me what on earth you think could be going on in that clip. And I think because it's incredible, we need to hear it one more time. A kebab, Pete. A kebab. Pete, it smells like a kebab. Pete. Be carp, it smells like a kebab. Don't a kebab. Don't a kebab, Pete. Kebab. Pete. Kebab. It smells like a kebab. 07807-183-538. What's going on? This is AJ Tracy and Mabel, West 10 on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. Edward Mayer, Stereo Love on Wizard Radio. And before that, Josh685, Jason Derulo, Savage Love. And not, as I might have said, Joel Corey. I'm, I'm at war with journalists, I think. This wasn't intended. This just kind of has kind of happened. You know, the news happened at three o'clock. I slagged off the news and said they shouldn't be talking about an American politician who got bitten by a bat. The news then didn't show up at four o'clock. And then when I was making fun of that, I said the wrong song. Oh, what a mess. Hello, it's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. And it is seven minutes past four. It's supposed to be ten minutes past four, but the news have stolen three minutes of my show. How rude of them. Right, so here's what's coming up before five o'clock. We've got what's going on. We played your clip earlier. It was very funny. I cannot wait to see what people reckon is going on in that. We've got cake at about 4.25. Occasions worthy, in my mind, of cake. I want to discuss. I want to talk about glamping as well. And now, a story of basically me getting massively overwhelmed in the supermarket. I went to Aldi this week. I've been meaning to venture to an Aldi because it's really cheap and the stuff is, you know, quality-wise, exactly the same as like Sainsbury's, but so much cheaper. And I kind of don't really live near an Aldi where I've moved in Manchester. And there's one, it's like a 10 minute bike ride down the road and I've been meaning to go for ages. Uh, I sort of, I made a list of stuff I wanted to get specifically from Aldi, like tin stuff, you know, tuna, baked beans, you know, all that very exciting food. And I set aside Tuesday in the week to go and get it. And I was like, right, I'm going to go to Aldi on Tuesday. Whatever happened, go to Aldi on Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon comes and it's pouring with rain. And I mean, that happens quite a lot in Manchester. I dislike it immensely, but it is what it is. And I'm kind of okay with that. I've got, I've got waterproof. I've got a jacket. I've got a little, I've got like a, a coat for my bag. So I can put my bag inside a coat and that keeps it kind of dry i've got shorts so my jeans don't get wet it's all all right in that sense i can cycle in the rain now and it's not a horrible experience most importantly mud guards on my bike beautiful and i was like okay well, i don't care that it's raining i said i'm gonna go to aldi this afternoon i'm gonna go to aldi and so off i went to aldi cycling in the pouring rain 10 minutes down the road felt like longer because it was wet and cold and horrible and so i got to aldi very wet, quite, quite soaked, and lock up my bike, and I'm very, very paranoid about my bike being nicked, because I'm quite new to cycling and leaving bikes places and locking them up, 
So I locked it. I have double locks. I've got like a big chunky lock. And I've got another lock that I can put through the wheels. And then you lock that lock inside the other lock. And it, there's lots of locks. And hopefully no one will nick my bike. And I'll, I locked that up. And went inside. Now Aldi, it's cool. They're proper like adapted to COVID. Because they've got, they've got two doors. They've got an in and out door. Which that's not new. That's been on for ages. They've also got a traffic light system. So when the light's green, you can go in the indoor, and when it's red, you can't. The light was green, so I went in the indoor, and I thought, oh wow, they really are COVID prepared. They had a, a station where you can clean your baskets. So I walked up to the station where you can clean your baskets, and I grabbed a basket, and I grabbed um, like some, some kitchen towel that they had there, and I grabbed some spray, and I put the spray on the kitchen towel, and wiped the handle of the basket to make it hygienic. Happy days. And then someone else walked in behind me. And kind of gave me a slightly funny look. And I was like, oh, that's why are they giving me that funny look? And I was like, oh, that's a nice mask they've got on as well. And then, then I realised, it hit me. Worked out why they were giving me a funny look. And I was like, oh my God. And it was because I wasn't wearing a mask. Now, now don't, don't get the wrong idea here. I'm not one of those people that are anti-mask, that think it's a conspiracy by big government deep state to try and undermine our rights none of that i'm not into that i'm very very pro mask wear a mask protect the nhs save lives say alert whatever it is and so i was i was like oh, i panicked what do i do i wasn't wearing a mask i was being judged by this woman who walked in behind me i was in the supermarket i was holding a basket and i was just like i'm not wearing a mask what am i gonna do so my first response i pulled my hoodie up over my mouth like kind of like this can you hear that yeah just to cover my mouth so that it wasn't exposed that was step number one i was like i need to get out i need to leave i can't like faff about here looking for my mask i need to get out of the shop so i'm outside in the fresh air and i can deal with this there so i i tried to get out of the door obviously it's a one-way door you can only go in through that door so the sensors they just don't open it when you're going the wrong way through it so i had to wait for someone else to come through the door and then i could sort of go in like after they'd come in through the open door when i did that obviously i forgot to put the basket down so i walked through the, the door and then the alarm start going off because i was trying to steal a basket it was all like woo, 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 woo. And i was like oh my god oh my god i'm gonna look like i'm robbing the shop so i went back in still with my hoodie over my mouth which again didn't really help with trying to make myself not look like a robber put the basket back down had to wait again for someone to come through so i could like tailgate them in the opposite direction to get through this one-way door got outside still raining had a look in my bag in the rain realized there was no mask in my bag or any of my pockets i had left my mask at home i'd cycled 10 minutes in the pouring rain to the supermarket forgot my mask and set off the burglar alarm looked like the worst robber ever in the process this was annoying this was upsetting this was frustrating so i was like well, I'm just going to go home. I'll go home and see how I feel. So I cycled back home in the rain, got soaked again. And I was like, you know what? I said I was going to go to Aldi today and I am going to go to Aldi today. So I grabbed my mask and literally went straight back out again. Didn't even shut the front door. I was like, I'm going to get that mask and we are going to Aldi today. And so I cycled back in the rain. The rain had eased off by this point, which was quite nice. But it was still a bit damp cycled back to Aldi, locked up the bike again double lock don't want to get it stolen this is like groundhog day walked through the thing again this time with a mask on went to the basket cleaning station grabbed a basket wiped down the handle 
this time I saw that they had there were two bottles on this like shelf. There was spray stuff, and then there were these kind of square bottles that you couldn't really see inside. And I was like, oh, okay, this must be this must be hand sanitizer. So I grabbed a bottle and tipped it upside down on my hands, and just loads of liquid came out and soaked my hands. I was like, oh, okay, I don't think this is hand sanitizer. And then I panicked again because I was like, oh my god, I've just poured like bleach on my hands. What's going on here? But they, they were kind of all right. I don't know what I did pour on my hands, but <laughs> they're, they're fine. Just a bit dry. I mean, not anymore. And so that was that was that. Other than accidentally pouring unknown liquid onto my hands, did my shop. Happy days. Got to the checkout. You know how at, at supermarket checkouts, they have the conveyor belt, then they have the person who like boops your items, boop, and then they have another little bit at the end where like the items go after they've been scanned. Not at this branch of Aldi. They have the the conveyor belt and the person who scans your items, and then nothing. And so once they're scanned, they just go off the edge onto this tiny little ledge, that, and you have to like pack super fast. And I'm not really good at super fast pa- packing, so. I was desperately trying to keep up with this guy who was scanning really, really fast, like lightning speed scanning. Well done to him. Trying to like get it all in my bag, struggling. It was all piling up on this tiny little shelf. Um, at one point, I nearly dropped a jar of mayonnaise. The guy suddenly caught it and was like, "Ooh, that was close." And and it was just it was a big mess. Then he forgot to put some of my items through, so I was like, "I'll oh, wait." Those are mine as well. He had to put them through and I had to pack them. And I managed to shove everything into my bag, although it was quite a close-run thing. Except a multi-pack of crisps. And so, after looking a bit like a robber when I went into the store the first time round, I put the crisps under my coat, zipped up the coat, looked once again like I was shoplifting, got back to my bike, which was still there, unlocked the two locks, and then cycled back. It wasn't raining anymore by this point, so at least that was okay. With a multi-pack of crisps just under my coat, now, my, my coat, I've had it a few years, it's a bit tight, especially, I mean, it's not tight normally, but when there's a multi-pack of crisps under there, it's tight, and cycling's quite vigorous, you're putting your legs up and down and stuff, and so I was just scared the whole bike ride home that this multi-pack of crisps that was tucked in quite tightly underneath my coat would just blow, and... <laughs> the crisps would like explode under my coat and I'd have to somehow get home with six bags of crisps kind of rattling around inside my jacket. I made it back. It was okay. I got back with no explosions. There was a part of me that thought, oh my god, what if what if my crisps explode and someone thinks it's a bomb and they get all scared and they're like, ah, but it's just crisps and I end up in jail because I had crisps under my coat. I did have visions of that, but it was okay. I got home, my crisps were fine, my shopping was fine, my mayonnaise was fine, my mask was fine. But, oh my god. (laughs) All of this, I feel like this all went wrong just because I forgot my mask. That was the, the catalyst that just triggered everything else bad that happened on that one shopping trip. It was very overwhelming. I thought I was quite good at functioning in the adult world, but clearly not. Clearly, I haven't got a clue what's going on. I'm pouring random liquid. I'm nearly dropping mayonnaise. I'm nearly exploding crisps under my coat. <sighs> it was just so stressful and very overwhelming. And I came home and I was like, no, no, this is too much. I need, I need, I don't know. It was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. And so that, that, my friends, is why you should always remember your masks wherever you go. Because if you don't, everything else goes wrong and it's very stressful. 
<sighs> it was just stressful reliving that story. I think we need to get a song on so I can get my breath back. This is Harvey and never mind. Wizard Radio, that was Harvey. Never mind. Okay, I'm all right now. It was quite stressful reliving my trip to Aldi, but I'm, I'm okay. I've, I've pulled it together. All is good. We can move on. Move on from being stressed to being angered. You get all the emotions on this show. It's like a roller coaster. And here's what I'm angry about. I've been reading about camping. I quite like camping. I've been a few times. I haven't been for ages, actually. I think the last time I camped was just before I started uni. So actually, that is, that's a really long time. Uh, there's talk of going this summer, hopefully, if things work out. And a lot of people are camping at the moment because it's kind of... It's a holiday where you can quite successfully socially distance. Because, you know, you're all in self-contained tents. Nobody else has ever been in your tent other than people you know. There's no, like, hotel rooms, hotel beds. No restaurants to go in because you do all your own cooking. Possibly, I guess, a shared toilet and shower. But other than that, it is the ideal holiday to go on if you would like to socially distance. But here's the thing. As camping has become increasingly popular i feel like the meaning of camping is being diluted and i'm not happy about it i was reading i had no idea about this a lot of campsites now have power sockets on their pitches so you show up you put your tent up and then you can plug stuff in i'm sorry what isn't the point of camping that you're like living out in the wild and you're cooking on your own fire or some rubbishy little gas stove electricity Pizza ovens, that's supposedly what people are bringing camping with them. They can plug in a portable pizza oven. That's not camping. That's cheating. Or people who bring projectors and have a, a film night and they project, like, a film onto their tent. Like, no. What are you doing? The whole point of camping is that you're, like, away from civilization, away from electricity, away from technology. The only use of electricity I will accept on a campsite. Battery-powered torches. And maybe, maybe, because I have done this. If you take a portable charger, you can use your phone. As long as you can keep it charged for the duration of the trip. But plugging into a plug socket, like hidden in a tree? No, no, that's not on. That's, that's not real camping. Uh, like, ugh, what else have been people wouldn't take? Pizza ovens. USB coffee makers. This is unacceptable. This is getting stupid. Who on earth is taking pizza ovens camping with them? Can you not live without pizza for a week? Or just take like a frozen pizza and then try and cook it on a gas stove. That is not camping. The whole point of camping, as well as, you know, reconnecting with the great outdoors and leaving behind the city and modern civilization and all the pressures of that, the point of camping is to be a bit miserable, but pretend that you're not and that you're having a really good time, even though deep down everyone is a bit miserable. That's the point of camping. No, I thought it was. And you don't get that if you're taking a projector with you so you can watch a film whilst you eat your pizza that you made in a portable pizza oven. No. The meaning of camping has been lost. People are enjoying it too much. Whereas I think actually... The whole purpose is that you should be a bit miserable, you cheaters, city folk. Too bougie for my liking. Rant over. Coming up next, cake. Let's talk about it. After Becky Hill and Cigala, heaven on my mind.
Becky Hill and Seagal, I love that song. Heaven on my mind, it's so good. This is Wizard Radio, Alec here. Coming up, Polo G, Taylor Swift, Glass Animals as well. And we'll find out what the hell is going on in what's going on as well. Right now though, I would like to give a birthday shout out to my sister. My own sister, happy birthday. She It's not a birthday today. She was, well she had a birthday on Thursday and I missed it because I'm a bad person. I didn't miss it. I sent a card and I sent a present and they both arrived on time. But obviously because of this whole corona situation, I have not seen my family for many, many months and that makes me quite sad. Um, like, because I was at uni in Leeds, went back to uni in January and then I saw them for an hour. Do you remember the time <laughs> the clang? I love bringing this up because this is like the probably the most uh, flexy thing I've ever done. Do you remember the time I went to the Brits, guys? That that was the thing. I didn't actually go to the Brits. I, I annoyed people on the red carpet and then went to see my family in King's Cross Station. We ate pizza. It was great. All the train announcements were like going off in the background. And that, that was literally the last time I saw my family because they all live where I'm from in London. I was in Leeds at uni and now I sort of went straight from Leeds to Manchester where I'm living and doing bits and pieces this sort of worky stuff now I've finished uni and so I haven't seen them since February and that's kind of rubbish I was gonna see them this weekend but then Manchester went it's like a local lockdown but the point the point of all this is it was my sister's birthday on Thursday I wasn't there I was sad it was disappointing I had to like Skype them and be like oh happy birthday let's let's look at your cake and we can sing and you can open your cards except I'm like 150 miles away and that was a bit rubbish. But I think the bit that was most rubbish most rubbish for me was not that, you know, I couldn't be with my loved ones on a special occasion. It was that I was missing out on cake. I was really annoyed about that. Because I, I like cake. And, you know, you don't. I don't really eat cake when it's not birthdays. Because I don't want to be really unhealthy. And I missed out on an opportunity to eat cake because I wasn't there. And they can't, like, send me a slab of cake in the post. Although you can send cake in the post, but I feel like that's that's a special type of cake post service. You can't just cut a slice and put it in, like, a jiffy bag. <laughs> that would be terrible. And I, I had such f- cake FOMO to the point where I was genuinely considering making a cake myself for my sister's birthday as, like, a FOMO cake and eating it on her birthday but not as a birthday cake because it's not my birthday just as a FOMO cake maybe getting some like icing putting the letters F-O-M-O on it because I was just so sad to be missing out on birthday cake and it did get me thinking that you know maybe the issue here is that there just aren't really enough occasions that are cake worthy where you would be expected to like eat cake because there's birthdays obviously birthday cake I think weddings cakes are a thing because they're, you know, those those big tiered ones that are always the plot of some slightly naff sitcom where it gets destroyed or eaten or something. Those kind of cakes. And so I think we should have more occasions that warrant eating cake. I like the idea of a FOMO cake. So when you have fear of missing out of something, you make a cake to mark that occasion. But, but not taking part in it directly 
Is there anything else that I'm missing? We've got birthdays, we've got weddings, we've got my new invention, the FOMO cake. When else do you think we should just, you know, by default have cake? Have you got any suggestions that we can add to this list of occasions when it is expected to eat cake? Because I would like more of these excuses, to be honest. And I think it would, just, it would make everything better, you know. You could have a divorce cake. You have wedding cakes, why not a divorce cake? Or a second Tuesday of the month cake, is that pushing it a bit? If you've got any thoughts on when we should have cakes, you can make your case to me right now. You need to, you know, you can't just say, oh, I think we should have cakes on Mondays. You need to tell me why. Explain why a Monday cake should be a thing. And if I think your reasoning is sound enough, then we can make it happen. I'll speak to some people. I'll speak to the the cake authority in the government and see what they can do. 07807 183 538. Can you text me right now? Just when you think having a cake should be something that is the done thing. A cake-worthy occasion. You can email me to station at wizardradio.co.uk. What extra occasions should we add to the list of occasions when you would eat cake? Birthdays, weddings... I'm suggesting a FOMO cake. What else have we got? In the meantime, I'm going to play some Taylor Swift and some new music right now. It's by Polo G and BJ the Chicago Kid. You might not have heard this yet, so I've done some research and so that when other people hear this song, you can tell them loads of cool facts about it and you'll be like, oh, Alex told me that. And it's all accurate, don't worry. You can share these facts because I wouldn't make them up. I wouldn't do that to you. And I've just condensed them into about 60 seconds. So here is my 60 second guide to Polo G and BJ the Chicago Kid. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Polo G, real name Paolo, is a drill rapper from Chicago. Like many musicians, he grew up in an environment where music was a permanent fixture. However, before long, Paolo had recorded his own rapping all over his family's cassette tapes. The only one that survived was The Best, the 1993 Greatest Hits album by Bonnie Tyler. This tape was all his parents could listen to, and so she became a huge inspiration to Paolo. That's why he chose to sample her song, Holding Out for a Hero, in this track, Waiting for a, a Hero. Meanwhile, BJ the Chicago Kid may not be a name you recognise, but you'll be very familiar with his work. It's the pseudonym of a certain Boris Johnson who holds American citizenship and was actually born in Chicago. He uses that name and wants to spit some bars without people realising it is actually the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. He even once went undercover at a freestyle night and won a rap battle. This song follows the structure of a duet, with Polo G waiting for a hero and Boris being that hero. And that's Polo G and BJ the Chicago Kid in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Taylor Swift cardigan on wizard radio my name is alec feldman afternoon thanks for hanging out appreciated if you've just started listening you missed me talking about cake earlier on i was mentioning how it was my sister's birthday on thursday and my family are all in london i'm on my own kind of in manchester and that meant i got no cake and this made me sad and so i very strongly considered i didn't do it in the end but only because i didn't really have time very strongly considered making a fomo cake just to mark the fact that I had FOMO and wanted cake. And then I was like, hang on, what if there were more occasions in life that you just had cake? You've already got birthdays, you've got weddings, probably. But what else? Why aren't there more cake-worthy occasions? And so I'm just looking for suggestions, really, for other points in life when a cake would be appropriate. 
and you know, I, I, I'm not just accepting random answers, you know, like we should have cake on Monday or we should have Father's Day cake. You have to explain why you think a cake should be eaten unprepared. And if you can convince me, then I'm willing to phone up the head of the cake board, which is a very important government organization. I think Mary Berry is the head of it. And we can see what can be done, basically. Hey, Benny. Hey to you. <laughs> I, I don't know what that was. I'm quite tired. That just kind of came out. Hello, Benny. We've had a message from Benny, everyone. It says, just leading on from your section earlier, Alec, what about a funeral cake? Hang with me here. Funerals are increasingly not sad occasions, but actually more of a celebration of the life of whoever has died. And what do you have when you celebrate things? Cake! So, really, to make sure that funerals are celebrations, you need to have funeral cake. What a great idea. How did I not think of that? Yes, a funeral cake. Would you have would you have candles on it? <gasps> you know, yeah, you could you could make it like the final birthday cake for the person. However many years they lived, that's how many candles you have to put on the funeral cake. Obviously, um they can't they can't blow it out, but maybe every, I mean everybody else could blow it out, but that'd probably be quite unhygienic as well. I'm just thinking about coronavirus here. But on the, on the whole, I am in favour of a funeral cake, Benny. It feel like it feels like it's appropriate. It's a nice way to celebrate a person's life. It's a good excuse to eat cake. And I think the symbolism of it is nice. You know, birthday, death day, cakes for all. Good idea. I think I'll put that on my list when I ring up Mary Berry later and say, listen, Mary, we need more cake in the world. I'll put funerals on top of that list. Thank you very much, Benny. Amanda says, I've got a pitch for why a Monday cake should be a thing. Oh, okay. Because I did say, I mean, literally just now, that if you want, you can try and suggest Monday cakes, but you have to have some bloody good reasoning or it's not happening. So let's see what Amanda has to say for herself. Mondays suck, right? You're always tired from staying up late on Sunday night watching Netflix. It means that you're going back to school after a couple of days off and there's just loads of stress associated with Mondays. What is the opposite of stress and sadness? Cake! Mondays will be much better and less daunting if there was a cake attached to it. Rishi Sunak needs a reason to support it as well, because if Mondays were less daunting and more happy, people would be more productive and, more importantly, make more money. Oh, yes. I like the way you think, Amanda. Always thinking about those, those profits, the economy, GDP. The most important thing in life is GDP. And so... If we eat cake every Monday, it would be great for the economy. Productivity boost, fantastic. And I suppose the boost from everyone either buying cake or buying cake ingredients, also good for the economy. Yeah. You know, I really like this. Although, I suppose if we're looking at it in a macroeconomic perspective, because this is, this is my degree right here, and this is probably the first and maybe only time I'll put it to you since finishing it. There is a downside, an economic downside, that if everybody eats cake every Monday, then they might become unhealthier, thus putting more pressure onto the NHS, costing the country money as well. You see, you've got to think about these things, but provisionally, I will see if I can get a Monday cake past Mary Berry and Rishi Sunak, and it could be coming to a town near you soon, possibly. And Dan has sent me a message as well. Thank you very much. 
I think there should be a cake. Oh, this is a bit ridiculous. Every time someone sees a yellow car, think about it. It's been years since anyone I know has played the infamous yellow car game. That upsets me. Yellow cars are rare, and there's a there's a reason why. There's, there's a whole game named after them, because... Regardless of their rarity, they are amazing things. Everyone knows that the yellow card game was the invention of the Illuminati. And you know, if they want us to play this game, then let's play it on our own terms and play it with cake, says Dan. Wow. I was totally not convinced at the start of that message, and yet by the end of it, all I can think is, I need a yellow car cake immediately. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know yellow car was invented by the Illuminati, but that's, that's a useful thing to know. Um, but I, I think I'm still playing this game. I don't know if anybody else is, because Dan seems to think that it's, it's kind of off now. But no, I've been playing the yellow car game for years. Me and my sister, whose birthday actually was on Thursday, we, we actually got banned from playing it because it just got a bit violent. And <laughs> our mum was like, you're not to do that anymore. You're allowed to say that you've seen the yellow car, but no punching. So we got banned from that because we inflicted too many injuries on each other because of yellow cars. So that, yeah, we're not allowed to play that anymore. But maybe if there was cake, it would be better. You make a convincing argument, Dan. Yeah, you know what? We'll put all these on the list. I'm going to call up Mary Berry after the show because she is the head of the government cake board and just ask if we can sort out having cakes on funerals, Mondays, and every time you see a yellow car... Good, thanks, thanks very much for, for this. I look forward to all the forthcoming cake. If you haven't heard of Glass of Animals before, they're a band. I like them. They're good, and this is their new song, Tangerine, on Wizard Radio. It's Wizard Radio, and that was Glass Animals. The song is called Tangerine. I'm Alec Feldman. Miles Mikulski is here at 5 o'clock. Before that, let's return to what's going on. So, this is a game where I play you a clip of something that's kind of confusing not really clear what is actually happening it's ripped from context it's weird it's messy you just have to have your best guess at what is actually happening in the clip and it's my favorite one of these we've done yet because this clip that we played you earlier is it's so weird and funny have a listen a kebab piece a kebab Pete, it smells like a kebab Pee! Be cop, it smells like a kebab. Don't a kebab. Don't a kebab, pee. Kebab. Pee! Kebab. It smells like a kebab. <laughs> I love it. So, what? what's happening there? It's a man. He's saying kebab. A kebab. Me carpet smells like a kebab. What's what's he on about? Who's Pete? Oh, that's so many questions. So, let's take a look to see what suggestions we have. Aaron says, I think I know what's going on here. Obviously, this is someone ordering a kebab in a takeaway. So, they're halfway through ordering, which is where the clip starts. And the person on the other end who's working in the kebab shop either dies falls asleep or something and just stops replying so ordering i guess but yeah you would it's just repeating <laughs> their order saying donna kebab to the takeaway shop and wondering why the person from the kebab shop isn't replying that makes the most sense to me 
Yeah, it does sound a bit like that. It's like, it. Yeah, the the sort of the silence from this this Pete person is kind of weird and unnerving. Have they died? Have they fallen asleep? Where have they gone? Why is this this person just shouting the words kebab? That yeah, that I, that sort of works. But then where does the carpet come into it? Because that he also talks about his carpet, doesn't he? He's like. My carpet smells like a kebab. <laughs> What's going on there? You haven't explained the carpet bit, but otherwise, a good guess. He's giving a takeaway order and the person is asleep or dead. Laura says, this sounds like two people on the phone. Because there's a slightly different voice that's occasionally in there. It reminds me a bit of that... Was there <laughs> advert from a few years ago? Is this a phone call between two friends? But it's like a secret language, so they're trying to talk about something without the people around them working out what they're talking about. The different ways of saying kebab, putting emphasis in a different position, makes the word actually mean a different thing. Ah, kebab, Laura, kebab, kebab. <laughs> That's genius, actually. I hadn't even thought of that, um, but yeah, I, I don't know where you're hearing a second voice though, because I'm not, I'm literally only hearing this one guy the whole time, it's a monologue, I don't think there is a second person in that clip at all, so it's, it's just the one person, but they could still be speaking in code, that's true, where kebab, 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 all of those things mean a slightly different thing, yeah, the kebab language, outside just to keep them abreast of what's going on there's two possible things going on here either they're going into a house and it smells of kebab so the police or fire person is just saying kebab it smells like kebab and pete is the name of the fireman or policeman standing outside that the person's talking to or maybe kebab is their safe word and when they shout kebab it means something awful has happened again another person thinking that kebab is like a code it means something else well, I mean, you're all miles off here. The only person vaguely close is Beth because she's talking about firefighters and the person does talk about fire because what is actually going on in this clip, it's from a phone-in on the radio in Liverpool and I don't really know why this call is happening and why the host, a guy called Pete, was not saying anything but this guy calls up to, to tell a story and then he just kind of the guy who's telling the story to you, Pete, just doesn't reply. And so he just keeps repeating the word kebab until right at the end when he gets cut off. That's what's going on. I'm done for the week. I will see you again on Friday and Saturday at 3. And before Mars Mikulski, we'll play Dominic Fike. And let's let's have the, the full reveal of that kebab story to finish the show today. Half two in the morning. My seven-year-old son wakes me up crying his eyes out telling me there's a fire in the hall. So I run down the stairs and some horrible waste of space has put a firework through my letterbox and the carpet's on fire. So my youngest son Wes, he's only five feet. He pulls on my leg and goes, Dad, that fire smells like a kebab. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun.